Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, and welcome back to part two of the Hips preview with Patrick McPartland. A lot has changed since the first leg. Having been played, we go back to Villa Park this week for our first European match in 13 years under the lights of B6. And I personally can't wait. Patrick, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I think it'll be it'll be quite a good occasion for, for Villa and all their fans. I think given everything that's gone on with Hibs in the last sort of 24 to 48 hours, I think it'll be a bit more of a, a subdued experience for a lot of a lot of those of a Hibernian persuasion, but I, I think those those fans that are going will will obviously make the most of the most of the trip and kind of European swan song for uh, for this season. Yeah, I mean it, it's been it's been a very very busy few days for you. I've, you're feeling very tired, and I'm very grateful that you made the time to come on. Let's let's talk about the first leg before we talk about the obvious. Um, how would you describe it? What went wrong for Hibs? Did it go wrong, or was it just a case of better opponents I think possibly a bit of both um I was I felt my prediction ahead of the uh ahead of the first leg was I think it was 3-1 to to Villa which I thought was probably quite optimistic but it was also counting on Hibs playing at their best and Villa maybe being caught cold obviously that didn't happen um I think a lot was made of the the sort of golf and finances and I mean you know, when Villa are lining up with people like Ollie Watkins and Musa Diaby, Douglas Louise, players like that, Lucas Dina as well. I think it's, you look at the final score and you think, well, yeah, fair enough. And it could have been more, it maybe even should have been more. Um, Hibbs didn't really manage to lay a glove on Villa, which I don't think was a huge surprise. Um, possibly with slightly different tactics, a bit more, a bit more of a kind of pragmatic approach. It might not have been quite so emphatic a result I think that Hibs have had a problem this season with conceding similar goals um, specifically coming down their right side and we obviously saw that um, in the first leg with uh, with Dini getting the sort of freedom of, of uh, the left flank at, at Easter Road so I think I think the result itself as an emphatic win for Villa wasn't too much of a surprise but I think I think Hibs might, might have been a little bit disappointed with, with how it played out um, in terms of possibly not sort of showing showing themselves at their best, I think maybe the best way of putting it. How would you say that Villa played? Were you impressed? What what did you make of their performance? Yeah, I was I was impressed. Um I think I could see them doing very well this season. I think Emery obviously very tactically astute, just a really you know a really top level coach. And you could see it you could see it in the players and even those who came off the bench, um everyone's ready to go. Everyone knows what they're doing. They can come on. They can pick up where the previous players left off. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think I think it was when you saw how how, how Villa played against Hibs, you think, well, it's not really any surprise that um, you know they managed to put four past Everton the previous Sunday. And again, I, I think no surprise 
no surprise at the result of the weekend, although sort of possibly slightly surprising that it was Matty Cash who got a double. But I think, I mean, you've got a, a, you know, a coach like like Emery and uh, some of the players at Villa's disposal, even allowing for the injuries. And yeah, I think it, it should be it should be a, an enjoyable season for Villa fans. I would say based on based on the first leg and the the little bits that I've seen of them um, sort of in and around uh, this European game. And I think it's it's probably quite an exciting prospect what they could do when they get more players back as well. Um, but if they can if they can continue to sort of progress in in Europe and you know give the fans something to cheer about after a long time out of continental competition and perform well on the domestic stage, then yeah, I think it should be a, a pretty enjoyable season for um, for all the pieces. You must you must be sick and tired of talking about it, but we'll get into it now. Um, Lee Johnson, I remember sitting here talking just last week going, you know, what's his ceiling with Hibs and how far can he take you? And you you were saying that there's a possibility that he might be not much longer, sorry, but surely you didn't anticipate it being being two more games. Yeah, I didn't. I I think (laughs) certainly didn't see it coming in between the the two legs of the the tie, put it that way. Um, I think the, the fact is that I think Johnson's probably been, been close to the brink at Hibs on more than one occasion in the last maybe 12 months, I would say. Um, I think that, I think after Saturday's performance, it was a, a really poor kind of display overall, really disjointed. Players didn't really seem to know what they were supposed to be doing. There were five changes from the team that started against Villa. In cases like this, even when you've been on the end of a, you know, quite a sort of punishing scoreline, like 5-0 at home, and you've failed to lay a glove on the opposition, you expect some sort of reaction, some sort of, you know, bouncing back from that scoreline. And there just there just wasn't any of that. And I think it was fairly obvious from the ninth minute, which is when uh, Livingston scored their first goal, that Hibs were not going to win, which it, it's not been as straightforward in Johnson's time to say, well, Hibs aren't going to win this as soon as they go a goal down after five, ten minutes or whatever. But for some reason on Saturday, it was it was very clear uh, from that early on that it was just going to be a very difficult afternoon. Um, I think speaking afterwards, he did seem a little bit, a little bit under pressure, a little bit, well, quite a bit under pressure actually, and quite kind of, quite kind of low. Um, which is unusual for him because even after defeats, he's, he's he can be quite a bullion. He can be quite kind of obviously not positive in the face of, de- of a defeat, but you know the sort of regular kind of um, look, we're looking forward to getting it right the next time. But it just it seemed like something had changed. It seemed like um, a dial had maybe been turned a little bit too far. And it's early in the season to get rid of a manager, three domestic games, but at the same time, the last time Hibs lost their first three league games in a season was 20 years ago and I think the writing has been on the wall for for some time so perhaps the speed of the dismissal came as a bit of a surprise but the dismissal itself probably wasn't too unexpected. How's the news being perceived by journalists like yourself by the fans and also the players at the club? Um, I think there's sort of several kind of clear reactions I think from the fans it's it's almost universal kind of relief I think they felt that felt that Johnson wasn't really the right man to be leading the club um 
the evidence was, I think, for the fans stacking up in terms of what he was saying in pre- and post-match press conferences, his team selection, um, and just decisions about how to play in certain games. I mean, you could argue, you could argue against Villa, they could have been a lot more pragmatic, for instance. Um, you know, try and soak up the pressure, try and, you know, keep it, keep the scoreline respectable, if you like. And yeah, I mean, there might have been a few people, a few fans amongst the support who maybe felt it was a bit hasty. But I think almost overwhelmingly, uh, the response from the fans has been, like I say, one of relief, one of kind of, I think, I think just glad that, glad that that sort of chapter of the club has been closed and they can try and move on and get someone in who, could reinvigorate the players and the fan base um and sort of take Hibs up the up the table and, and go deep in the, the cup competitions. I think for the players, there's some who probably be quite sorry to see him go, and there'll be others who I think will be not too unhappy to see the back of him. Um I mean obviously when a manager gets sacked, you look back at previous games, you look at incidents you've noticed and you you amplify them as a journalist, you amplify them into something that they might not be. But there have been instances, I think, the last couple of games, and I include the Villa game in that, where whether it's been instructions from the sidelines or sort of some sort of tactical tweak, you can you can almost sort of sense that some players either didn't really understand what they were being asked to do or didn't understand why they were being asked to do it. Um, there was a notable point, I think, during the Villa game where the Hibs right back, Lewis Miller, asked the bench if he should be adjusting the way he was playing to kind of try and curb the influence that Dini was having and he was told no and I think there was a, he was a bit nonplussed by that and I think a lot of the fans were as well um, because it, it obviously let let Dini just have have the ball, have the freedom of that flank and, and we know what happens happened after that so I think I think relief from the fans mixed bag from the players and I think I think in terms of the media I think we're generally not too surprised um I think I said last week that he was, I mean, very, very good for journalists because he would always give you a line. He would sit there, he would explain things, he would go deep into sort of tactical decisions and, you know, he could really tell a story as well from his playing days, from his previous managerial experience. Um, But at the same time, you look at results on the pitch, it's a results business and the teams that Hibs played in the first three domestic games like even in the summer when the fixtures came out, fans were saying that's a really good start to the campaign. There's a really good chance of us getting nine points. And after the three games, the fans are sitting there, the club's got zero points from nine and thinking what's happened. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anyone really out there who's particularly surprised by this. I don't think, I think the management team themselves probably aren't too surprised either. I think there was probably an, an air of inevitability. Um, certainly after the the game at the weekend, which is, also the first time that I've really heard the fans really kind of as a majority turning on the manager I mean there were I'm not going to repeat the words exactly but there were sort of a couple of chants inviting the manager to go elsewhere and I think once once that happens it's very hard certainly it helps for for a manager to come back from that no I completely agree with you I think the fans is always always the net final nail in the coffin in football now Let's not look too much behind us and instead move forwards. Are there are there any new manager rumours? Are there any ones that potentially stick out more than others? Do you think that the club might try and go in a different direction, tactical style-wise? What are your expectations? Um, it, honestly, very hard to say. It's 
I mean, there's an interim management team in place uh, for the next two games. So I have to imagine not much will change in the sort of in the immediate short term. I think the problem that the club has is the the last two managers have been very different. Um, obviously, they brought in Sean Maloney, who I know Villa fans will be aware of, who was very highly regarded as a coach, but didn't have very much management experience. And it was ultimately a risky appointment that didn't work out. Appointing Johnson with the level of experience that he had managing at a fairly high level uh, in the English leagues, it looked like looked like a more sensible move to bring someone in who, you know, had sort of been there and done it in terms of management and, you know, was also quite big on the kind of tactical side of the game and, you know, that the high press, which is, I think, quite in vogue at the moment. Um, but now they, they have a, the, the Hibs board has a bit of a problem on their hands because, you know, do they, do they go for somebody who knows Scottish football but might not necessarily excite the fans? Do they go for another left field appointment but try to get it right this time? Do they try to go for a, an experienced coach who maybe doesn't have much knowledge or not knowledge but hasn't maybe managed in the Scottish game before um, but comes very highly regarded? You look at someone like, I think, Ange Postacoglu at Celtic who hadn't managed in the UK at all. And I know you can argue and say it's, you know, it's Celtic. It's it's not it's not really a, a fair comparison. But I think it's it goes to show that there are managers out there who maybe don't have experience of the Scottish game or even the game in the UK. But it doesn't it doesn't really hold them back. Um, I think going by some of the things we've heard recently from various sources, the club would do well to get somebody in who is a good man manager. I think that's something that was lacking a little bit. Um, under Johnson and I think I mean the, the problem is there's just so many boxes for the next man to tick or woman depending what route they go um, get the fans on side early get results to get the club up the league try and get them to finish in the European places again go deep in both cup competitions and just play a, a style of football that the fans are going to appreciate make the most of the players you've got at your disposal and, and try and make sure that you're getting decent attendances. So it's, it is a long list of, um, of requirements for whoever comes in next. I think it's still an attractive job. I think, you know, Hibs is a big club in Scotland. I think there'll be a lot of managers out there who probably think I could go in there and I could turn things around. Um, I, could, I could make a difference. But at the same time, you look at the managerial upheaval in the last two to three years and the sort of perhaps the regularity with which they've been hiring and firing, you might have some managers who could be a bit put off by that and think, why would I give up a good thing at this club to go somewhere where my position is maybe less uh, less assured and I'm maybe only two or three games away from from being under real pressure. And I think, you know, no matter how ambitious a manager is, there might be a feeling that, you know, for some managers, they're better off staying where they are rather than taking a risk and, and coming to Hibs. There's been there's been a few names uh, mentioned already. The usual suspects um, that get linked to invariably every kind of vacancy in the Scottish Premiership. Um, there's been a few a few sort of left field uh, suggestions as well. I mean, I know I know Danny Cowley's been mentioned with the role. Uh, I think Steve Evans put himself forward, or that was that was the reports at the weekend. And then you've got people like Nick Montgomery, who um, I think obviously spent best part of 12 years, I think it was Sheffield United, who has been managing in the A-League in Australia and has been doing sort of really, really wonderful things with Central Coast Mariners. 
and he's been linked with jobs before in Scotland and obviously you know he's he's done well at Mariners to take them from the kind of depths of the the division to uh you know to the top and working on a shoestring budget so there's there's a wide range of of people who've been linked with the role um I would imagine given given Hibbs statement when they um got rid of their manager at the weekend they don't expect to be without one for very long um there's obviously the international break coming up but the suggestion seemed to be that they would have someone in place for the resumption of league football after that so it's maybe not a huge amount of time but I imagine given the way things were going for Hibbs that the board will have had their eye on on some potential candidates uh which will probably speed up the process but it will be it'll be interesting to see what direction they do go in I think at this this point in time it's very very difficult to say what route they'll take um and obviously it depends on who's available who's keen there's always the chance that somebody makes himself available who you hadn't previously considered and that can change everything but if just it'll be be another interesting few weeks for for Hibs fans certainly you put yourself in that Hibs dressing room for the game at Villa Park and what will the objective of the return leg be will it be to show a difference in mentality what will you set out to achieve I imagine I mean it's it's a cliche but I think playing for pride is probably one of them um or one of the main kind of aims as I said previously I don't think Hibs covered themselves in glory in the first leg that's not to take anything anything away from Villa who were really slick really well drilled really really impressive I think one of the players afterwards said they'd made something like two or three mistakes throughout the whole game and that was it and so I think if Hibs can go to Villa Park and just give a, a better account of themselves than they did in the first leg, um, I think that's really all you can ask for. You've also got the added sort of intrigue of the fact that you've got a first-team coach there who may want to become a manager in his own right someday. And he'll be looking to make an impression on you know, a very big stage. You'll have players who'll want to impress um, you know, playing at an English Premier League stadium. And I wonder whether the fact that you know the tie is essentially done and dusted, I, I don't know if that means the players will play with more freedom. I don't know whether the departure of the manager will have an effect, whether players might feel like a weight's been lifted off their shoulders. So I think really just, again, it's it's another kind of, it's a hackneyed football expression, but I think if, if the players just go out there and, and kind of show what they're about, I think that'll be the message from the, from the coaching staff, just go out and enjoy it. Um, regain some level of pride after the first leg and you know exit the competition with your heads held high rather than you know not being on the end of another hiding um i think it's i think there's not there's not really very much you can say when you're 5-0 down from the first leg um you know i, I think i think emery's all, already said he's going to put out the strongest team he, he possibly can or you know a very strong team so i, I don't think it's going to be a i think it's going to be a straightforward 90 minutes for hibs but you know, I think I think the management team and the fans would hope that you know they can at least give a better account, give a better account of themselves than they did in the in the first leg, and and leave with uh, leave with some sense of of pride from the. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Competition. Yeah, no, I, I think you sum it up really well. It it must be difficult to, you know, have that first leg, know that it's a two-legged tie, and then, you know, have all sort of expectation drained out of you within 30 40 minutes so and then trying to pick yourselves back up after that let's touch on your transfer activity obviously not too much left of the transfer window now do your plans change now that johnson's gone or are you still gonna stick in the same direction what do you think of the window so far and are you expecting anything before it ends i think on paper you look at the signings they've made so far this summer and there's been a lot of good business. The previous summer, so last summer, there was a lot of um, recruitment seemed a little bit scattergun. There were a lot of a lot of punts taken. You know, this this signing might work out, or this player might sort of come good, and it ultimately didn't really work out. And it led to Hibs going on a really bad run of form uh, just before the World Cup break. Come January, they made two or three uh, signings that kind of helped steady the ship and made sure that they had a, a sort of a better second half of the season and obviously they came very close to finishing third and took it down to the final day in terms of trying to finish fourth and they were like a goal away from uh from actually managing to finish fourth which when you consider how abject some of the performances had been earlier on in the season was you know quite the turnaround and I think uh, bringing in Brian McDermott as director of football and having someone to kind of take a lead on on transfers and recruitment, I think a lot of supporters were were sort of quite eagerly anticipating the summer transfer window because they felt they felt that having having McDermott in there would maybe give them a little bit more uh, pull when it came to attracting players. Obviously, you had Europe as well, and you know that would have been a carrot for uh, for some potential uh, targets. I think that. For whatever reason, it's not really worked out. I mean, we look at at the weekend, for instance, there were a lot of new signings on the bench, uh, including sort of seven hundred thousand pound striker. Which I mean, he's getting he's getting up to speed. He obviously isn't at full fitness yet, but it just it seemed a little bit a little bit strange to start him on the bench when it was a, a must win game really for not just the manager and his his tenure at Hibs, but also for the club in in terms of their sort of targets this season. Um, I think even before even before Johnson was relieved of his duties, you would have said, yeah, I think even the most optimistic of Hibs fans would have said, no, we still need we still need possibly something in midfield and something in defence, potentially um, I would say fullback, someone who can cover both uh, both sides perhaps. I don't think that will have changed because part of the reason for having a director of football is you have this continuity, so if the manager is uh, sacked or goes on to another role then it's not a case of having to start from scratch when the new man comes in you can keep these things going in the background I think I, I can see the club bringing in one maybe two signings before uh, before the window closes I think the they need something in defence they need something in midfield I think that much has been that much has been obvious from the, the first sort of nine games or whatever it is 
um, from the season so far. In the final third, I think they're they're strong. They've got some good players there. They've got a lot of options. Um, it's just really defence and midfield is where they're kind of struggling at the moment. So I think, yeah, I think before the window closes, they would hope to to be able to bring in reinforcements in defence and midfield, whether that's uh, kind of loan from English Premier League. They've done that before to to quite good effect. Um, or whether it's just by McDermott sort of using some of his contacts to maybe attract players to the club who might otherwise not have been convinced or might not have been too keen to try it. I mean, he's already brought in uh, a couple of his old players, Adam LaFondre, Jordan Abita, um, to kind of give, bring that bit of experience to the, the squad, which I think it also needed. So I think it could be, I think it could be quite an interesting kind of end to the window, um, particularly because off the top of my head, I don't think Hibs have really ever been in the position before of going into a transfer window without a kind of permanent manager in place. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, with the director of football uh, in there, it does make things a little bit more straightforward. I think that no matter who the manager is, no matter how he's uh, playing, whether it's Johnson, whether it's uh, you know a, a new person coming in, you still need those uh, those additional bodies. Still need something a bit different. So I, I don't I don't think too much will have changed just because of Johnson's departure. It may just mean that the kind of profile of player might have changed ever so slightly. Um, but yeah, we, we'll see what happens. You mentioned last week that your your aims for the season were sort of top four or that would be the, you know, that would be, be a successful season. That would be what they'd be pushing towards. Does that change? Do you still think that that's achievable for Hibernian? Yeah, I think it is. Um I said on I said before, like the squad on paper is very good, it's very strong. There's a few players out with injury at the moment. Obviously, they come back, they strengthen the overall group. One or two more signings might make a big difference. In January, they only brought in, I think, two, maybe three players at the most. And of that number, there were two of them who had, I would say, a, a pivotal effect on the form in the second half of the season. So it kind of shows that you don't need much. You don't you don't need much to kind of turn things around. Um, granted, there were other factors at play. A couple of sort of Hibs rivals for the third, fourth, fifth place positions uh, had meltdowns, ended up sacking their managers. And I think it was the, the kind of perceived wisdom was, you know, it's, it's it's surprising that Hibs still have their manager in place, given how much pressure he'd been under earlier in the season last year. And he's still in a job, but the other two, you know, have gone already. Um but I think we saw the second half of last season that you know things can turn very, very quickly. And I mean, again, I'm, I'm going to sound like a manager here, but it was fine margins that they missed out on, on finishing even higher than they did. So I think with a new manager in place, you can reinvigorate the players, reinvigorate the fans, and I suppose just set Hibs up to be a bit harder to beat because, I mean, they haven't kept a clean sheet in, in any of their competitive games so far, and that's in, in Europe, in the Premiership and the League Cup, and I think that's 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 concerning. It's concerning that they've conceded three goals at home uh, in both their home league games so far. They, it's it's one thing saying, you know, we'll outscore the opposition and that's how we'll get our points, but you, you know, results or or victories or sorry are based on clean sheets, and at the moment, at the moment, Hibs aren't doing that. Uh, Hibs are not, Hibs are not solid at the back. 
So I think if they can if they can sharpen up in defence, if they can get a bit more cohesion going between midfield and the final third, then I think there's no reason why they can't stick to the aims that they would have had at the start of the season. Um, certainly they would have been sticking to those aims uh, last season, despite quite a ropey, uh, a ropey autumn period. And and even even after the World Cup break, when domestic football resumed, Hibs were still very inconsistent. They would maybe win 4-1 or 4-0 at home one week and then they'd get beaten 4-1 away the next. So I think anything's possible. Um, I would imagine for a lot of the players having a new manager in place, people talk about the new manager bounce. I think we will genuinely see that um, in this Hibs team. And I mean, the, the next couple of games are, are tricky. They're against teams who've had good starts to the season. Um, Aberdeen are still in Europe. They've had some good... Uh, good results domestically. Kilmarnock have beaten Celtic and Rangers and, and drawn with Hearts, so it's it's not it's not going to get any easier anytime soon. But I think it will just be, I think it will be interesting to see the effect that sort of Johnson leaving has on on the squad as a whole. And I, I do think we will see, I do think we will see a difference in, in how the team's playing and how the team's set up, uh, and I suppose the morale within the group as well. But I think first and foremost, they just have to. They have to sort out what they're doing at the back because, um, I mean, we all saw we all saw the joy that Villa got down the flanks in in the first leg, and Livingston did exactly the same uh, on two occasions on Saturday. So it's if you're an opposition manager, I think you you have a game plan at the moment when you face Hibs, and it's you know that's that's your team talk is basically just attack down the left side and swing across and and you'll be fine. So I, I think if Hibs. Sorry, I wonder whether a new manager bounce has ever resulted in a five-nil win or an interim manager bounce for that for that reason. Let's let's hope not. Let's hope for for our <laughs> sake. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think Villa fans have too much to worry about there. <laughs> well, before that, I was going to say I don't know how any Hibs fans can listen to that and not feel positive and optimistic for the future. Maybe maybe surprised. you could put your CV in. <laughs> Who knows? No, I think my uh, my football manager uh, history would would mark me down. I think um, <laughs> I think I'm happy to stay in the happy to stay as a watcher for the for the time being. We've all been there. We've all been there. Now you, you might not self back yourself as a manager, but do you back yourself as a score predictor? You got you got it quite close. There were there were five goals in this one. You you predicted four last time, just not in the perhaps right order. Now I think you know what questions come in this time. I'm going to ask you to do the, exactly the same for the second leg. I think it's it's difficult. I mean, when Villa scored the third last week, I did start to sweat a little bit, thinking, "Hang on, there's still about 45 minutes of football left here." My uh, my predictions in doubt. Um, it's difficult because I could say. I could say the same again. I could say, oh, it'd be 3-1 or I could say it could be 5-0. Either is possible. Um, I just think no matter how well Hibs play, no matter the effect of the manager going will have on the players, I just think I just think Villa really are, are too strong. I think they could quite easily put out what would effectively be a second string 11 and comfortably beat Hibs. I don't think Emery's going to do that, uh, possibly unfortunately for Hibs, but um, at the same time, I just I can't I don't see them keeping a clean sheet. I I know there were a couple of occasions, uh, certainly in the first twenty minutes last week, where Hibbs got a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of joy in the final third, a little bit of you know a sight of goal. Um, nothing really to write home about, nothing clear cut. But uh, 
I just I don't I don't really fancy them to I don't really fancy them to be able to bounce back enough for it to be particularly closer. I'm gonna I'm gonna say three 0 Villa this time. Um, I mean the tie is already done and dusted. Villa possibly don't need to go full throttle. I don't think they went full throttle in the first leg, to be honest. But I I can imagine they won't really need to get out of first gear much. Um, not not in a sort of negative way, but just such as the gulf in in quality, um, particularly particularly in the final third compared to the Hibs defence. So maybe maybe three nil is a bit optimistic, but I'll go with that and we'll we'll see what happens. Well, well, let's try and end the podcast on a bit of a lighter note. Um, obviously, you had the experience of our non-football related question last week. Um, and the Burnley guest answered your question. And your question was, um, if you would like to swap bodies with any celebrity and minds, who would it be? And his answer was the Infinite Monkey Cage podcast host, Brian Cox, because he'd love to see the world through a more scientific eye. Um now, his question back to you for this week is, if you could have one meal with one celebrity and you had to pay the bill, who would it be and why? Ooh. And I'm guessing your answer isn't going to be Lee Johnson. <laughs> um, well, I'm assuming, I, I thought it had to be non-football related. So, um, ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go for Bruce Springsteen. I think, he, I think he'd be very interested Great to talk answer. to about about just music, about sort of growing up in New York. There's so so many different um so many different topics I think you could cover. And uh I'm a I'm obviously a big fan of his music, otherwise I wouldn't have picked him. So yeah, I'd be I'd be more than happy to to pick up the tab for that. And I I don't think he, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who'd be really outrageous. I don't think he'd be sort of going through the the wine list ordering the most expensive bottles of plonk. I don't think he'd be getting the thirty thousand bottles of champagne. I think he'd be I think he'd be pretty I think he'd be pretty sort of sensible about it. You know, he knows his roots. So, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Wow, I'll be I'll be looking forward to my invite in the post for that one. Um, now, obviously, you you came up with a really good one last week. Now I've sure. got to expect the same again this week. No pressure. I actually meant to think about this before the podcast and completely forgot. So this isn't good. Um, okay, if you could have one superpower for 24 hours only what would it be and why it's a great one again fits the criteria non-football related question we're we're not exactly hard hitting here you, you know wide wide basis and the preview that that will be going to is going to be a former Liverpool striker obviously Villa play Liverpool on the weekend so that's an interesting one make sure to all tune in for that a former Liverpool striker on the podcast um I'll have to be on my best behavior now thank you Patrick for your time again today seeing me twice in two weeks is must be a hard chore for anyone um anyone that's new to the channel make sure to check him out at p underscore McPartlin on Twitter for all his Hibs news and be able for updates for their new manager talks and everything. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at 7500 to halt if you're new here as well. I've been Sebastian and thank you for listening. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.